Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Times News Football Podcast presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Patrick Matsinko along with Justin Carlucci and we have a special guest this week, uh, sports editor Emmett McCall is here with us. Emmett, thank you for joining us. Thanks Pat, glad to, glad to be part of the show. Um, obviously, uh, a lot, a lot to get to this week. Uh, you know, not only are we kind of again coming down the stretch, uh, a lot of big games on tap uh, this weekend. But uh, big news this week, obviously, is Marion uh, canceling, forfeiting the rest of the season. Uh, it's been a struggle all year with numbers. Uh, the Colts just uh, have kind of tried, tried to put it together throughout the season, kind of make do with what they had, but uh, kind of injury after injury just uh, kept taking a toll. And this week the decision was made to forfeit the remainder of the season. Emmett, I know you had a chance to catch up with Marion head coach Pat Morgans and athletic director Stan DeCosti. Uh, what, was, what, was your, what were your conversations like, I guess, just kind of being able to talk with them? And I know it means a lot to the school, to the program, the community. Uh, this is a really difficult decision for everybody involved. Yeah, it really is, Pat, and it's it's a it's a bad bad situation, sad situation when any program, any sport has to close down and, and they don't have enough players to to safely play out a season. But especially with football, and especially at Marriott, they for decades they were kind of one of the top small school football programs in the entire state and even recently they were contenders for district titles and district champions as as uh, recent as 2015 uh, but talking to both of them yesterday um, they just felt that at this time uh, they they didn't have enough manpower to safely field the team uh, especially against two opponents they had left Mono area Tamaqua uh, they, they just didn't think they could compete safely with those teams. And that's that's such a huge thing, um, you know, and you just, you know, you kind of walk, you can walk down the sideline at some of the games, and, and again, you just think about, you know, some of the guys that uh, that they have that are, you know, that they're they're younger and maybe just physically, you know, maybe physically just not, not able, uh, you know, to kind of really be in there and really uh, just sort of, I guess, in some ways kind of take, take care of themselves in a lot of these games. Yeah, what Pat Morgan's told me, Coach Pat Morgan's told me, is that of the 17 kids they had playing last week against Shenandoah, 11 of them were either freshmen and sophomores, and they only at that time had six healthy, six linemen that that could play the game, and uh, that was was a real concern because after those six, your other players were like 120 pound yeah. sophomore safeties, you know, who you can't possibly move on to the It would happen yesterday or earlier this week is one of those six linemen was injured and wasn't going to be able to play this week, so they were down to 16 healthy bodies and only five linemen, which means everybody has to play every minute, both ways, offense and defense, and there was no wiggle room, and I think at that point they just decided that it was too much of a risk to, to play the games. Yeah, and that's just one of those things. I know, you know, Justin, um, you know, for, for you, for me, uh, and Emmett, obviously, uh, we've, you know, we've worked so much with, uh, with, with Stan, um, with Stan DeCosti, with Pat Morgans over the years, um, you know, and it's a very, it's a very proud program, and, uh, you know, they've, they've accomplished so much, and that name, Marion, um, really kind of, 
it extends, you know, well beyond, and it's so well known, you know, outside of the coal region, Schuylkill, you know, Schuylkill League, and, and all that stuff, and, you know, you just say the name, and it's kind of, like you said, just one of the most renowned for, for all the success that it's had over the years, and this is certainly something that's really kind of uh, made waves, uh, I guess, you know, and just kind of the impact that it's had um, in the community and then outside the community as well. Yeah, when I talked to Stan yesterday, he, he said that. He said, you know, it was only an hour or an hour or two hours at the most into when the news was released. And he said he had already received calls from basically all over the state, from coaching friends that he had that, um, that you know, remember him from when he was coaching through those 40 years at Marion. And he said, you know, everywhere from Wolfsburg to Harrisburg, across the state, he was getting calls from from people just you know offering their uh condolences i guess you can say because you know the married football program is almost like stan's baby he was there 40 years and you know took it from a a program that in the 60s was you know never won games basically win a couple games a year to when they uh in the 90s they won 1990 they won a state championship so uh so it was a tough moment for him but uh I think, you know, looking at the facts, I think they, they made the right decision. Yeah, and I know a lot of, um, I guess, kind of the in the reaction, too, was also from Stan that they want to try to rebuild this program and, and have it come back bigger and stronger next year. And, you know, that's something that I guess is still the goal, and they're still, you know, obviously hoping to you know, have a program next year and that this is something that uh, it's not that they're looking at as obviously going away permanently. This is just uh, something that, you know, is the best course of action for right now. But looking toward next year and moving forward, they they intend to have the program back next season. Yeah, that's that's the hope. Uh, Marion, it doesn't have a lot of kids in the school now. Uh, the numbers are down throughout the high school and that makes when, when your numbers are lower it makes it harder to get you know a football team filled just because unlike basketball or baseball you need a whole lot more players to competitively play football but Stan is hopeful that they will do that um, I covered the Shenandoah Marion game last week and you know in my opinion that the two MVPs for Marion that game were were freshmen you know uh, freshman running back Xavier Ocasio freshman lineman linebacker Mitch Miller yeah they both had great games so there is some talent in the younger levels but they need to find bodies they need to get some kids out for the team and I guess that's the question whether they can do that yeah really you couldn't you couldn't you can't find two genuine uh nicest hard hardworking people than Stan Dacosti and Pat Morgan so uh just really, really weird timing. They finally get on the board with a big win over Shenandoah. You know, Lucas Troya kicks a 38-yard field goal. Really, really cool story there. Big win. Um, and, and like you said, Emmett, that was really well put. That program was basically, you know, Stan's baby uh, pretty much. And uh, the legacy, the Marion legacy is real. And uh, no one will ever forget uh, the success that they had. And, you know, we're rooting for them as one of our local teams to um, – you know, right to shift, put it in the right direction. And, and I do think they have the right people in that football program in the right places. Uh, you know, it's kind of a unfortunate theme with a couple of our teams this year. Panther Valley is a, a program that head coach Rick Jones said the numbers are dwindling and we are for sure rebuilding. But Palmerton over in the Colonial League has had some rough goings with finding
finding uh, bodies and kids interested to play football and stay on the team, which which is very surprising to me because that Palmerton program, especially since head coach Chris Lalkoyak has been there, it's, there's been a lot of energy around it. They've been pretty successful. They've had some really nice years, and uh, football's big over there in Palmerton and Carbon County. So uh, just some strange and unfortunate situations with a, with a handful of our programs this season. Yeah, I wrote about the Palmerton program a little in uh, my overtime column that was in Thursday's paper, and for the last three weeks, they've only dressed 17 players for a varsity game. So, you know, that's really tough to do. Now, my point with Palmerton was is they have some really outstanding athletes with Jordan Nelson and, uh, you know, they so they, they've been able to win games even with 17 players, but it is surprising, uh, like you said, with their recent success that their numbers are so low, and uh, it's, it's kind of a growing trend throughout, throughout the area and even you know, the region with football. So hopefully all these programs can rebound, get some more kids out. I know you mentioned Panther Valley, but Coach Ricky Jones this year, Panther Valley was kind of in the situation where last year they ended the season with only less than 20 players dressing for games. And Coach Jones, I think, got that number up to high 20s or 30s this year. And hopefully moving forward, that'll even grow. But, yeah, it's not not a good situation. No, and like you mentioned, even about Palmerton being able to win games, um, but still, you know, dressing only 17 kids, uh, that's again kind of living on the edge a little bit, and you're an injury or two away from maybe being put put into that type of situation. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely unfortunate, and I know we've all kind of had a chance to talk to each of those coaches at, at one point or another this season, and they're certainly doing all that they can to try to generate more interest, maintain interest, um, and continue to kind of grow and build the program. But, um, but it is difficult. Um, and, you know, obviously you see what happens in a situation, this case like Marion, uh, where it's just, uh, you know, it's just in the best interest of the program and of the kids uh, to just kind of, you know, to go, to go this direction. But hopefully as well, just be able to kind of come back uh, next season and be bigger and stronger, um, you know, like we, like we talked about. I agree. I know it's Football Friday. We've all had busy weeks. Usually we put the podcast out earlier. I know Emmett's on the go right now. But we do have some seriously yeah, huge games coming up this week. Uh, tonight, Mako Jim Thorpe pretty much is uh, probably headlines our, our area's list of games here. And I'm, I'm assuming without looking that you guys made that the game of the week. So I guess just, you know, I guess we'll start Emmett. Like, what are your thoughts on that big matchup? Well, I'm covering that game tonight for the Times News. Really excited about it. It's pretty much a winner is in the playoff. Loser is more than likely out of the playoff situation. Uh, uh, Tomorrow could lose this week and still make the playoffs if things broke right. But for the most part, these teams are playing in a you know a, a play-in game almost tonight. So uh, it should be a really good game. Both teams have really been been good and consistent the last three or four years have had playoff caliber teams and uh, I'm looking forward to a really good game tonight yeah this game has you know has certainly given us some really exciting finishes uh, you think about just a couple of years ago when uh, Jim Thorpe stayed undefeated on a Hail Mary uh, type of play with uh, I believe it was Nick Roshak hitting Justin St. Hill uh, and that just kind of 
you know, that's the kind of thing that you think it could, you know, obviously it could happen very well, very likely again tonight. You have a game that comes down to the wire, maybe not a Hail Mary type of situation, but uh, you could end up with uh, another one score type of game and it could come down to just who has the ball last. Two teams that have a lot of weapons, a lot of speed. Jim Thorpe played Pottsville extremely tough last week. That was a, a despite not coming out on top, was a, was a good showing. Um, and really, you know, Calcano's growing back there. The quarterback, the defense is looking good. It, it's, it's hard to get a gauge on, on, you know, who's really the better team. And um, I'm super interested to see the outcome of this game. Two of our, uh, you know, more storied programs in recent years. You know, head coach Sam Bonner has been into the helm of Tamako for quite some time. And uh, Coach Rosenberger is our longest tenured coach in the area. So these guys know each other very well. The kids know each other very well. And it's not often you have a kind of a, an almost winner-go-home type game before the last week of the regular season. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, we, we talked about the, the great athletes. You've got Brady Knobloch and Nate Boyle for Tamaqua in their backfield and C.J. Selby for Jim Thorpe. So, you know, I, I just think it should be a really, really, really good matchup with a lot on the line. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you think, too, about uh, another huge game. We have uh, Northern Lehigh and Northwestern, uh, two teams that are playing maybe some of their best football um, at this point in the season. And, you know, it'll be really fun to kind of get to see how a Northern Lehigh team matches up against Northwestern, that uh, a Northwestern team that we kind of really, I guess, expected um, to be sort of, you know, putting up huge numbers. They have so much talent back this year with guys like Nick Henry, Justin Rada, Devin Ballinger. But uh, definitely seems like in the incorporation of, you know, Justin Holmes on the outside has just kind of added another layer, another element to that offense. And uh, Northwestern has been more or less looks like unstoppable uh, the last couple of weeks. And now this week, uh, really nice, you know, kind of a really nice test against Northern Lehigh. Yeah, Northern Lehigh is a borderline there. They have to win their last two to have a chance to make the district playoffs. They also have a pretty good Eastern Conference chance if they don't make districts. So uh, there's a lot on the line for them. Northwestern's already got a playoff spot clinched, but uh, they're playing for seeding, and it's a huge rivalry game. Yeah, and you think about Northern Lehigh coming off of a really big game over against Palisades, uh, a really huge win, and that's a game that it's a long bus ride. Um, you don't quite know maybe how kids are going to respond right away. It could have a little bit of a slow start, and Palisades hung around um, and was definitely in that game. But uh, Northern Lehigh had a huge performance from Mike Refter, our Times News Player of the Week. He rushed for over 200 yards. Um, he had over 100 yards receiving, three touchdowns. Uh, and a lot of it was due really just kind of like Coach Tout um, told me when we talked earlier this week, just kind of the game sort of dictated. Um, and they just sort of took what, took what Palisades was giving, uh, made some adjustments. And Matt Frame, who was Northern Lehigh's leading rusher, was out of the lineup. He'll be back this week. But, uh, yeah, Northern Lehigh just kind of took advantage of it. And Mike Repsher had 20 carries. Uh, that was a season high and uh, just made the most of the opportunity. And I think they're riding really high kind of coming in this week. And it'll be fun to just see what they're able to do against a team like Northwestern, which has, 
Given up some points throughout the season, um, allowing about 18.8 points per game. So um, certainly not, you know, not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but they've been in some shootouts. So um, I don't know if this one will kind of turn out the same way, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if Northern Lehigh can kind of keep that momentum going uh, this week against Northwestern. Yeah, last week Northwestern actually, speaking of giving up points, they shut out Salkin last week, which was by far their best defensive effort. Like you said, Patrick, they were giving up. You know, they're letting teams score on them this year, but they held Salkin to 134 total yards in a shutout. And that's a sign of things to come in the future. I mean, we'll see, but uh, that would make the Tigers uh, very scary if their defense is going to click, too. Yeah, because with that offense, they're, you know, they're scoring 30-some points a game, almost 40 points a game. So if, if they start playing really well defensively, uh, they're definitely already one of the favorites in Class 4A, and that, and that might move them up to the favorite in Class 4A. Yeah, because that Salkin team, they lost a couple senior leaders last year, a couple kids that played went on to play D1. Uh, but that's that Salkin Valley team that has still been really competitive this year. They knocked off Notre Dame earlier in the season, so they get shut out by Northwestern. And Notre Dame did beat Northwestern in the opening week, don't forget. So uh, just funny to see the dominoes fall here. And, you know, even at the high school level, it's still a game of matchups. You know, it's not always – maybe – I don't know how to say this, but the better team doesn't always win. But if you match up just better in certain areas uh, with the right play calling, you know, it's, it's really cool to see the chess game, even at the high school level. Yeah, and you think about, you know, look at the team like Northern Lehigh that uh, really kind of handed it to Salisbury. And that was a Salisbury team that had been playing really well, knocked off Notre Dame earlier this season. And Northern Lehigh played a really, really great game. And that was almost maybe kind of um, sort of the start um, in some ways, maybe of what we saw a little bit last week against Palisades. Um, So they were coming off of a couple of really, really big wins. Um, And I think, too, just kind of confidence boosters and something that they're hoping to build on going forward because after Northwestern, they play a Palmerton team. So uh, I know Coach Tout really just wants, uh, you know, I think he wants his guys to have that opportunity to play postseason football, um, whether it's in districts or Eastern Conference, just kind of wants those guys to get that, you know, kind of get that experience and uh, something that would be big for the program. Yeah, I know we're kind of crunched for time on a Friday here, and we want to publish this thing. But um, I know you had a chance to catch up with uh, Coach Tout, I believe. So you want to throw it over to his interview? Sure. I had a chance to catch up with Coach Tout earlier this week. Uh, definitely exciting, uh, you know, kind of excited. Uh, guys excited, getting ready, uh, getting ready for Northwestern this week. I don't really think they have to do much to kind of get motivated. But, uh, yeah, guys are excited, and uh, Coach Tout was uh, you know, definitely eager to talk about what his team's been doing and then also, you know, just kind of the challenges that they'll face in a matchup against Northwestern. No problem. Um, you know, for you guys, um, obviously a big, um, you know, big win, um, and kind of one of the things that I talked about with him, too, is, and I know we talked about it earlier this year with the game at Banger, um, but to be playing Palisades, you know, long trip, um, you know, mm-hmm. long bus ride, um, you know, just how much did you kind of focus on just kind of wanting to start fast or just kind of knowing that, you know, not wanting the guys to come out, not wanting the guys to come out flat, I yeah. guess. I yeah. mean, just how big was that for your guys, I guess, you know, Friday night? Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and we still kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we actually didn't come out offensively. Offensively, we, um, we came out fast. Uh, defensively, we, uh, we, got it, we had a big play almost immediately. Yeah. Then things kind of settled in. Then, then we were fortunate turnovers. You know, we got, we got turnovers. Sure. But like I said, our heads just weren't like, we, we had a player that didn't go out. On offense, when we got a turnover, like we're kind of out of sorts early. Yeah. Um, and then we we get a second touchdown. Like I said, we're we're doing good things offensively. They were turned to kick off. Um, so after that, that kind of we got a second turnover. That kind of turned things. Yeah. And from that point on, we settled in. So it wasn't a. It wasn't. It wasn't like something we just clicked on all cylinders. It was yeah. a little ugly at first, but then, like I said, for our kids to settle in, it was a good win. Yeah. You know, oh a yeah. Good, a real good win for us. Yeah. And Palisades is a team that seems like it's been playing better and better. Yeah, they and have. Better they kind of settled know. in. Yeah. I think they kind of found an identity. Yeah. Early on, new coach. I think sure. they were doing a little more throwing um, early on. Yeah. And I think now they kind of found out what they are. So yeah, they have been. Like I said, we're we're worried about going down there. The oh. fact that they've been playing better. Um, you know, they had a nice one over Banger. Now, Banger is different now. They're, sure. they're a little banged up. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good one for us. Um, and, again, you know, you think about you guys. I mean, you guys are also you guys are playing well. You know, you mm-hmm. think about, you know, kind of the you know, last couple of weeks, obviously, and, you yeah. know, just kind of what you've been able to do. And, and to see Mike, you know, kind of have a performance like that, you know, just kind of how much of that is just kind of something that's been building and then also something that is kind of going to be sort of hopefully maybe a launching pad now, right. you know, these last couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah. No, he, um, you know, he's, he's, he's been like that. We felt last week against Salisbury, um, he, he had a very good game. Yeah. He had a very good game against Salisbury. Uh, so he's, he's, he's a guy that, like I said, we're, we're better off when we're at our best, we're mixing with everybody. Yeah. What was unique for this week was we, we had, we we're down Matt Frank. I was going to so say, Matt, I Matt's our, we yeah. were looking at the, and, and Matt's our leading rusher. Yeah. We, we have him back. We just, we missed him for one game. Uh, so that's what it was. Matt's our inside guy. You yeah. know, Matt's, Matt's our inside guy. You look at Mike's size. Sure. You know, he's he's gonna you have to keep teams honest, but sure. he's not a kid that you're gonna send in between the tackles a ton. So just one of those. It wasn't an, it wasn't necessarily our plan yeah. to have him carry as much as he did or anything like that nature. It's just the the, the game kind of dictated sure. that he we rode the hot hand because yeah. Joey Abadelli, uh, he carried ball well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike was just in a different gear. Like he saw they, they did a really nice job, Palisades. Um, their fast flow, yeah, and, and we have a bunch of reverses built mm-hmm. in for teams that do that. But they were flying to the ball. But man, they 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 always had a corner and a backer on the backside. They were very disciplined. They yeah. sat so yeah. early on. They're flying, uh, so we ran some reverses. Nothing worked because yeah. they sat there for it. So Mike's all in his own. The cutbacks were really yeah. good because yeah. they were over pursuing, but sure. it wasn't a, a full reversal of the field. So once he did that, I, that's kind of that was kind of the difference in that game. And that too, that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and you know, like you said about kind of like the game dictating it, maybe with frame out, but then also you know, kind of just sort of riding the hot hand as well. And mm-hmm. but to know that those kind of things that you know maybe when frames not in the lineup or just kind of again those sort of on the fly types of things like that. 
um, that's got to be huge for you guys, you know, yeah. to kind of know that, you know, hey, take it, you know, kind of take what they're giving, you know, and take advantage of it, you know, and yeah. that's, I mean, just, and you, yeah. you see the type of performance that, you know, that you have, I mm -hmm. mean, that's got to be huge for you guys. Yeah, no, it was, like I said, it was, he, um, you know, he, 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 he's very shifty. Yeah. You know, he's not a kid that's, you know, he, he's a kid that'll make several cuts. And yeah. He's gotten better with it. Early on in the season, tried to talk him about, you can't do that every play. Sure. You have to, that's going to set it up. You know, when you, when you, and now he's doing that. Yeah. Early on, he wasn't necessarily doing it. Now that he's doing that, it, it's helped him a lot. But, uh, and then in, in them receiving as well. He's, oh, sure. Uh, yeah. He, he's, you know, one, one of them was just a, a vertical route and, uh, he just ran by the guy. We actually thought it initially, it was, it was the wind died down. Yeah. It was very windy when we got there and it started to die down. But you could tell there they had a, a fire. They put a fire truck out with a the ladder up, and they put a big flag on it. Okay. So you could see that. You get a pretty good feel yeah. down there. Oh yeah. And uh, we 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 ran a play, not not the exact same play. It was a third and long, second and long. We we ran uh, some vertical routes, but we ran Mike on something else. Okay. And he was open, but he was the backside. He wasn't the primary route. Yeah. So he came back. Very next play, we adjusted it, and that was his longest receiving touchdown. Yeah. But like I said, when our quarterback threw the ball, it, you know, it looked like it was going to be overthrown by five, ten yards. Yeah. And uh, he, he did a great job. He just, I think it hung up just a little bit. Yeah. But it was one of those. It was, it was a fun play to watch because initially he looked there and go, Like, oh, no, he's got it. it, yeah. And he just he almost reminded me a little bit of, at the high school level, like at Deshaun Jackson. Oh, sure. Just throw it and yeah. watch him run out. Yeah. That, I thought that was big for us because then, you know, that loosened things up. Oh, Once, yeah. As soon as we did that, we're able to throw the deep ball on him and connect for one. That, you know, now you can't load up. as Now the next time we get the ball back, oh, we're yeah. not loading up as much. And to know that, you know, he has that ability, that kind of game-breaking ability where, you know, we talk about, like, to kind of take the top off the defense and then just to watch him maybe, you know, just sort of be able to, you know, to use his, you know, speed, athleticism, and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. that's, again, just that, and you know, extra kind of added dimension. Right. Um, this week, obviously, yeah. uh, big week, you know, obviously think about, you know, getting a chance to play Northwestern, you know, both teams, um, you know, you're both playing really well. Um, yeah. You know, but just how exciting is this week for the program, for the communities, you know, and just kind of everything that goes into it, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I said for that reason. You know, Northwestern comes in, they're at 7-1, and one. They're, they've won seven in a row. Uh, we, we feel like we're playing the yeah. best football of our season. Yeah. You know, I think Southern Lehigh halftime of that game was a bit of a turning point for us. We were just... It was we just lost the Sock and Valley the week before, and mm -hmm. again we felt like, you know, that was a winnable game for mm -hmm. us. You know, we we really sold it to our kids that, you know, if, that we could beat Southern Lehigh. And I said I don't know how much they believed that until halftime. Yeah. And just turnovers have been big in that game. We came out the second half. We felt we played very well, and then that carried into Salisbury. Yeah. Like I said, we didn't. We didn't. And Salisbury is a little flat, but we didn't. We didn't expect that. Sure. We thought Salisbury had been playing well. We oh expected yeah. A close. That was going to be we a. Felt, we yeah. felt good. We felt pretty confident going into it, but like I said, our our kids um, played well this week. Like I said, I I thought we'd win, but we we didn't have a good week of practice last week, and it was one of those where. I thought we were going to win, but I thought it was going to be ugly. Oh, yeah. And our kids played well. So yeah. 
I said we told our guys we just we have to have our best week this week. Sure. And, uh, you know it's exciting because like I said, we feel like we're playing our best football the season. Yeah. Northwestern, you know they're sitting at seven to one. I'm sure they're feeling good after Southern Lehigh, oh, sure. Valley. Sure. So, yeah, it's 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 exciting. This will be a good week. This is I told them, you know Friday night. You know for those guys, that's why you play. Oh that's yeah. The exact reason. Yeah. You know, the next two weeks here, so oh, yeah, yeah. we're excited. It'll be fun. It'll be fun getting ready for those guys. Absolutely. Um, and you know when you look at Northwestern, you think about you know the kind of the way they've evolved as a team maybe and you know you think about you know what it's you know what they look like maybe with with Holmes in the lineup and yeah. with you know healthy you know guys that now are back and in there and healthy um as when you look at them you know just kind of um you know how do you view them I guess you know when you're looking and trying to kind of scout them and from yeah. a, from a defensive uh perspective mm-hmm. I guess you just I think the key for us is to just kind of focus on we're gonna, you know, we'll pick what we feel are their top plays. Yeah. Because they, they do. They, they throw you a lot of formations, mm-hmm. and especially they, they're empty a lot of different ways. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have to, our keys, you know, it's still, it's it's the different formations, it's still a couple base plays. You know, they, they between Henry and Bollinger, yeah. you know, those are their top guys right now running. Um, you know, but then at the same token, you have to know where Holmes is. Sure. You know, because that's right now with, you know, I, I, th- I the word I have is number two's out for them. And Holmes, he's, uh, that's the guy that they're looking to now. Yeah. So it's, it's you know what I mean? It's one of those you don't want to, we, we're not going to cover everything. You know, we're telling, sure. this is, let's focus on taking away yeah. these couple things because you'll, you'll, you'll go, that's, you'll, you put in too much. You know, oh, they, yeah. They can't learn it. So it's. We've learned with these guys, it's just let's focus on what they're, you know, it doesn't matter what they line up in because they're going to give us something. They're going to sure. give us trick plays. They're going to give us a formation. You know, he, he they're adding every week they yeah. add a trick. Last, yeah. I'm trying to think. It was last week they ran the Philly special. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're putting in, they yeah. put in, and they do that to have fun with their kids. They're But they're putting in a trick every week. Yeah. So it's one of those. We have to expect it. You sure. Know, we're not going to know what it is, but it's still it's football gonna, and you read your keys. Absolutely. If you're in the secondary, don't come sprinting up. Sure. Do your job. So yeah. that's, that's what it's about. So we'll focus on doing that. And just those kind of, you know, the sound fundamental, you know, things that you guys, I'm sure, obviously you kind of drill, you know, all the time mm-hmm. and just, you know, whatever, you know, kind of, you know, take what they give you and just kind of, you know, react to it. Um, are you guys healthy? Was Frame, was yeah, he out? He was, he was out. Was it injured? Um, yeah, yeah, it's okay. not, it wasn't discipline. Okay. Um, but he was, he's good. He's, okay. we have him. Great. Uh, we just, we're safe with him. Sure. So, I mean, off the record, it was, it was, they don't know if it was concussion, but okay. it was concussion-like symptoms. So, it, it was just when we felt safer yeah. keeping him out. Sure. So, he, he, um, he's good. I mean, he's, he's felt good. He yeah. Felt, he actually felt good, like. Midweek, he fell yeah. back to himself, but you know that stuff today. Just to be that's safe. out of our hands. That's oh sure. Our trainers yeah. and they had you know he went to a doctor, but like I said, that's one I think he could have been cleared, but it was let's just let's not be mess safe with that. and sorry. His sure. parents are good with it. Oh way. yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. So we're good. So he's back in. So we we feel yeah we're we're as healthy as we could be. We have 
you know, no significant injury, a little banged up. Sure, but so everybody, everybody at this point, everybody yeah, is, but there's yeah. nothing that's going to prevent any of our kids from playing. So yeah, we're, you know, like I said, we're excited, we're we're healthy, and that'll be big getting Matt back. Oh yeah, yeah, as well. Just another layer, another dimension. Two way, two way start. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I that's mean, big, and it's that is big. that's so huge, yeah. you know. And you just, um, you know, you you don't, and I'm sure you know. Think about you know, like for us, obviously, we talk. You know, offense and skill players and playmakers and all those kind of things, and then you have you know guys like that too. And it's like you know, you think about what he does. You know, maybe running the ball and all those types of things. But you know, you can't ever discount what they do on the other side right. of the ball. And that's the same way for so many teams. You right. know, and I know just kind of talking to Sam, you know, Bonner mm-hmm. a bunch this year, and you know, having covered them, and and you know, that's one of those things that you know, you dress so many guys, right. and you know, guys have to. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, but yeah. but it's. But it's vital, you know, you take one guy out of the lineup and it's like, oh, you know, and, and you just, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of shuffling, you know, and moving guys around yeah. and it's and it's huge both on both sides. Yeah. So we were, we were fortunate. Ethan Karpowicz uh, played linebacker. Yeah. Ethan did a very good job. He was actually our leading tackler. Which is so I mean, and Ethan's a freshman, so he's he's uh he's gonna be a good one. We think he's gonna be a good one, but that that was a pleasant surprise because he's been he's been coming along. We've been sure. playing him. Uh, but like I said, he's been more or less less spelling. Matt Frame, Dale Wanamaker, they're yeah. both running backs for us. So Ethan's been spelling them, but then more or less, all right, now Ethan, you got to play, and we hope you play every snap. Yeah, you know, yeah, because he's a one way kid. Oh sure, and, yeah. Uh, he he played very well. So you know, like I said, we actually had a couple freshmen in the lineup. Friday, so we're like I said, those kids. The more they come along, the better we're going to be here. And that's a huge confidence booster, yeah. and, you know, getting that varsity experience. Mm-hmm. Um, who were the other guys? I mean, anybody, uh, AJ wanna... Jimenez, yeah, okay. Ethan Karpowicz, AJ Jimenez, yeah, and then another. Just I missed him Friday night. Uh, JD Hunter, who's okay. a, who's a junior, yeah, um, he he was pretty good. He, yeah, he had uh, one of Mike's touchdowns was a screen. Yeah, and JD actually downfield took out two guys on Which... that sprung him and. and you know, we went back on film, and so he was excited. I didn't see it. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was on the other side of the field, but he came off. He was excited. Yeah. And we watched it. He, he's been good for us all year. And that's awesome. And, yeah. again, you know, you just kind of that has that, like, trickle-down effect and, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know, guys out there, you know, making those blocks, you know, whether it's making blocks, playing defense, you know, any of that stuff. And then it's just, you know, that confidence keeps building, and then it's just, you know, that excitement that, right. you know, kind of bounces off of everybody. Right. Um Anything else, anybody else that you want to kind of highlight? Just or? those were the big ones. Just like I said, JD, Ethan, um, those two were good. Yeah. Those two were, were pretty good on yeah. that as well. And I'm sure it's exciting when you get those underclassmen and, you know, mm-hmm. they just kind of like, you know, now they're starting to see like, right. you know, hey, you know, all right. Yeah. You know, and yeah, then they come off the along. field and they have a little more bounce in their step. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, anything else for you, Coach oh, We're good. We're good. Thank you right, so Thanks much. I appreciate it. Good luck Friday night. Yeah, yeah that's good. It'll be exciting. That was Northern Lehigh head coach Joe Tao on this week's matchup against Northwestern. Uh, Again, you're listening to the Times News Football Podcast presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Patrick Matsinko along with Emmett McCall and Justin Carlucci. Um, Guys, we still have a couple other big games that, uh, you know, even if obviously they maybe don't carry some playoff implications, um, a lot of these teams obviously are playing for pride. And you look at a team like a Lehighton, which... Uh, you think about districts, they're currently eighth. Uh, they face a North Schuylkill team this week. But right now the Indians are in playoff position. Yeah, Patrick. And uh, 
basically, if we had to win either this week against North Schuylkill or next week against Jim Thorpe, and in both games they're going to be they're going to be pretty big underdogs. But if they win one of them, they pretty much guarantee themselves that eighth position. And even if they lose, um, they are probably going to be that eighth place team unless Bangor can win one of its last two games. And Bangor's a team that's kind of been scuffling here a little bit as, as of late. Uh, I know that's one of the things Coach Tout even mentioned when I talked to him earlier this week, that uh, Coach Raduzzi's squad has some injuries. It's not the same Bangor team that beat Northern Lehigh earlier this season. So, yeah, um, this, is a, this is a chance where this is a Lehigh team that's you know, played a lot of younger guys. Um, you know, obviously, they have some upper class when you think about like Lucas San Giuliano, uh, Ben Schatz, you know, uh, Hunter Crum, uh, some of those guys that, uh, you know, Hunsaker, that they've been playing really well, but they also have a lot of underclassmen, and this could be a chance for them to get that kind of postseason experience, um, you know, get another week of football, and then try to kind of build off of this heading into next year. You know, the Aiden is right there. They're fighting. Uh, man, our technology here is wild. <laughs> Once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this this Lehighton program is well coached from top to bottom with Tom McCarroll, all the assistants. A lot of them are former players and or have been involved with the program forever. So uh, this is a team uh, that has the right mindset. They're going to compete every week. And um, you know they're going to be all fired up if – well, I mean, think about this, guys. In week 10 – Hypothetically, if Jim Thorpe, uh, you know, if Jim Thorpe doesn't get the job done tonight, I don't know what the implications are. But will they still? I mean, will that be a must-win for them in against Lee Heighton if the dominoes fall a certain way? Emmett, you know, yeah, yeah, it would be. I, I think they'd be on the outside looking in if they lost this week. But I don't think they would be totally eliminated unless everything went against them this week. So I think they'll still have a playoff playoff life going even if they lose and if they win they definitely will have one because then they will have to beat Jim Thorpe more than likely to stay in that uh, third or fourth district 11 spot and make the playoffs so big game for them either way yeah big game next two weeks for uh, for the Indians and uh, we'll see what's just here we got Panther Valley at Google Haven um you know, Rick Jones has been great for us this year. He's uh, been on the show quite a bit, so, you know, big thanks to him and his staff there. Uh, so, you know, we talked about it. You know, Kobe Brish is the focal point of the Hurricanes offense here. So, uh, what do you think, Patrick? I know you talked to Rick quite a bit this year. So, what, you know, what do the Panthers have to kind of do to, to compete in this game at Haven? You know, and it's, I think one of the things talking to Coach Jones so much this year is that they're not, and, I'm sure if we, you know, if we had him on now and, and we were able to talk to him today that, uh, you know, his mindset and his approach would probably be the same that it was maybe, you know, at the beginning of the season or two weeks ago. Um, and he's just kind of kept that focus um, and kept that attention on the Panther Valley program. Um, you know, they really haven't worried or concerned themselves too much with, um, you know, the who and the what that's, that's outside of the program. Uh, they just kind of go day by day, week by week, just kind of focusing on what they can do, what they can control. Um, and I think that's been, you know, kind of a great mindset for a lot of these guys, you know, just kind of focusing on, um, you know, kind of handling their own business and, uh, you know, taking care of things. And, you know, the chips will sort of fall where they may. Um, and this is a Panther Valley team that's picked up a couple of wins, had a little bit of a stumble last week against Monoy, 
But uh, Ethan Reese, quarterback, uh, senior leader, was our player of the week uh, just just last week. So, uh, yeah, they have a lot of positives. They've played several underclassmen, uh, guys that, again, have been getting time. And, you know, they've shown that they definitely have some pieces there uh, going forward. And I'm sure they're excited to, you know, finish this season and then kind of use it as sort of a launching pad going into next year. You know, I've known Coach Jones for a long time, and uh, I really like the message he conveyed when he took over the program this year. And it kind of really kind of could be pointed at this week is that it's not just about wins and losses. The big thing is improvement. And, you know, the the chances the Panther Valley can beat Schuylkill Haven this, this week, you know, obviously they're very slim. But I think what Coach Jones would like to see is the team just keep improving in certain areas and building and building. And, you know, he wants the program to be better, not just the 2019 Panther team to be better. Yeah, and I think that message has certainly remained throughout, um, whether it's coming off of a win, coming off of a loss. um, You know, it's just something that uh, they do, like you said, they want to keep improving, keep getting better. Um, And again, that might not show up as a a win, but uh, it's certainly, you know, a lot for them to build on. um, And I think a lot to be excited about, too. Definitely. I know we uh, kind of briefly talked about Palmerton earlier. Uh, they got a big game at Salisbury. Interesting Colonial League matchup here, and a lot of playoff implications on the line. I'm looking at the District 11 website, and they kind of already factored in Mahanoy's win over Marion, uh, which did boost them up to the three seed. Uh, but it's all very close. Palmerton and Schuylkill Haven are are a fraction of a point off from each other, with the number four and the number five seed in two A. So Palmerton is pretty much playing playoff football throughout the rest of the regular season here, guys. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think if Palmerton wins its last two games, and you know, tall order, they have a couple of tough, tough opponents left. But uh, if they win, I think they might hop Schuylkillhaven just based on you know they're playing a two, five, and three teams that are kind of three A teams. Uh, Schuylkillhaven has uh, Panther Valley, which is a two A team with only a couple of wins this week, so their rating points aren't going to go up a whole lot. They close with Blue Mountain, who is a, a bigger school uh, with around a 500 record, uh, but wow. it's a game that they could actually lose. And even if they win it, I, I think it's going to be really close. But Palmerton, if, if they win their last two, they might uh, hop Schuylkillhaven and get that last playoff spot. Yeah, and like we talked about, again, Palmerton's a team that, uh, again, is facing that sort of numbers crunch. Uh, you know, they don't, uh, they don't quite have the depth uh, at, you know, that some of the other schools do, but they do have, you know, what maybe they lack in depth, they certainly, you know, make up for in talent. Um, so it'll be exciting to see if they come through this week with a win, and who knows what Northern Lehigh might do against Northwestern, but if both Nor- Northern Lehigh and Palmerton come out with wins this week, uh, that certainly makes the Week 10 matchup that much more interesting. Yeah, our last local game on the slate today is Pleasant Valley going to travel to Eastbrook South. Hey, you've seen the Bears probably more than any of us combined the last five years. So uh, talk about this kind of option offense at Pleasant Valley. And I know they came up short against Eastbrook North. Uh, was that last week or two weeks ago? And uh, it's kind of like the evolution of this system under another first-year head coach. Um, I think you know for for head coach Blake Sager and the Bears, um, it's it's a different it's a different style, it's a different system. Uh, it's something that uh, is 
is certainly unique, obviously, in thinking about that maybe, you know, you, you look at a lot of the EPC teams, especially uh, kind of throughout the Valley, and you see so many sort of air raid spread attacks, and they're throwing the ball all over the field, um, you know, quick hurry up, no huddle offenses, and, you know, they're putting up 40, 50 points a game sometimes. This is a Pleasant Valley team that's just trying to, that tries to control the clock, kind of ground and pound, um, just sort of use the guys that they have and then hope that obviously it opens things up down the field a little bit. And it seems like the guys have kind of adapted, adjusted well to that. And I know Coach Sager is just kind of trying to, you know, blend in with these these guys into this new system and it's certainly been a transition period uh came up just short against East Stroudsburg North a few weeks ago played a tough Pokemon Mountain West team last week and now this week against the East Stroudsburg South team that's uh one of the best in the division so another kind of tough challenge for the Bears but uh again I think it's a lot like what Rick Jones has kind of tried to sort of convey uh, with his message to the team, and that's just trying to get better, um, you know, kind of just worry about what you can control and just kind of take it day, one day at a time, uh, one play at a time. So um, I know Coach Sager's uh, liked what he's seen from the team a lot this year, despite, you know, despite not having any wins. And uh, I think he's optimistic about what the Bears have uh, for the future. So it's just kind of trying to get the guys to buy in, get the guys to stay with it. Uh, and now having seen them the last two weeks, uh, obviously coming off of East Stroudsburg North, that was a game that they were up 14-0, uh, ended up losing uh, late. It was a close loss. Uh, I think it was a really disappointing loss for the, for the kids, for the staff. But, uh, but they came back out, uh, and they came back out punching against Pocono Mountain West. So uh, the kids certainly haven't quit on Coach Sager. And, and Pat, you took kind of the words right out of my mouth. Is what I was going to say about um, the job Coach Sager's done this year. I haven't seen Pleasant Valley, but uh, him and Coach Rick Jones at Panther Valley are two new coaches this year. And I really like what both of them have done. Coach Sager, uh, he's been so positive with the team. And whether the team has been losing in a mercy rule fashion or they've had a couple of games that went down to the last possession that they lost, he's he's been positive he's been complimentary to his kids effort and uh he's just i think really doing a good job of maintaining uh some balance and uh knowing where he wants to take the program long term and not letting this kind of interfere with it what's happening this year yeah i think i really do think that's genuine um you know just kind of having talked to him sometimes throughout the week and then also after after some of these games which uh you know certainly are, are difficult um situations and circumstances uh, and you know that uh, that they want nothing more than to than to get that win um, and to kind of have that and and to be able to kind of build on it a little bit and kind of give the kids a little bit of a shot in the arm. But uh, but each week, you know, they come with the same attitude, um, and you know you don't see you know you don't see any kind of heads hung or you know slump shoulders or you know any kind of issues or anything like that on the sidelines. So yeah, I think this is a Pleasant Valley program that, despite um, a couple of tough losses this year, is is headed in the right direction. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to put the kibosh on this week's episode. We're kind of crunched for time here, but Emmett, hey, thanks for joining us. We are looking forward to seeing your updates from that Tomasville Jim Thorpe game tonight. Thank you, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch that game tonight as well. Awesome, awesome. Anything else before we get out of here, guys? No, no I, think I, think, we're good. I think I'm good. All right, well, hey, this was the Times News High School Football Sports Chat presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. 
Check out all of our papers. Thursdays are a great day for a football paper. You can get our Player of the Week, Game of the Week, overtime column, a lot of statistics with all of our local teams. And then all of our writers go to every game. doesn't matter where they are or who is playing who. There will be full we, coverage. We just sent Pat to the one that's furthest away. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> yeah, that was Dingman's Ferry a couple weeks ago. Nice area. Great in the fall. Um, very scenic. There you go. You basically sent Pat on a, a little vacation, not an assignment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's how I look at it. All right, all right. Great episode. We're about to head out. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening.